I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the community. You've got an excellent staff there in the coaching program. I highly recommend anyone who is even thinking about coaching, get on the phone with, with Matt or from somebody at the coaching office, talk it through. Yeah, you might be able to figure it out yourself, but I'm telling you, there's an opportunity cost to your time. Getting connected with a coach and with the right coach will shortcut your learning curve to an exponential degree. And the relationships that come out of it, just like Jim said, it's phenomenal. Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest who will be joining me here momentarily, Mr. Jonathan Stover. He has been through our coaching program, the jimcockramcoaching.com program, with a great coach on our team who you'll be hearing more about here in just a few minutes. This is a slightly different episode than a lot of the success story episodes that you hear us talk about around here. You may have heard us talk before, if you've heard a few episodes about the the Amazon Opportunity Pyramid, you kind of climb up the, the ladder as you get a little more qualified. And the replens model that we teach, the success stories that you hear around here, the hundreds of recent stories in our Facebook group and on this podcast of people doing that replens model, it's a beautiful model. But today we hear someone who started off with that model, put some money in the bank, they were having a great time, but they stepped into a slightly different module that's a little higher on that success pyramid, meaning it's a little more challenging perhaps, but a little more lucrative potentially, ultimately, because he's teaching other people what it is that he knows, specifically corporations and brands and businesses that are trying to get their products onto Amazon, everything from small companies with maybe a few products to larger companies that need help managing their Amazon account. Once you've got those basic skills, well, you can step in and get paid very well to help businesses and brands manage their products on Amazon because they don't want to do that. They want to do what they do. They don't want to do Amazon, but they know that Amazon represents half of all economic activity on the internet every day in the United States. So they know they need to be there and they need someone to help them. It's an exploding opportunity. Inside the proven Amazon course, which is the only course you'll ever need as a fan of this show or a student in our community, there's one course, proven amazoncourse.com that has all the modules and trainings. One of the modules is the proven product partner. We call it PPP. Teaches you how to do what our guest today is doing, partnering up with brands and businesses. Proven product partnering. Makes sense. It's a creative name, right? That's what we call it because that's what you're doing. You're partnering up with existing brands and helping them set up their own Amazon account. You're getting paid a percent. It's a beautiful business model. Jonathan breaks it down today talks about how he got into it, how it's going, shares his numbers, his strategies. It's very relational oriented. You're having conversations with real people versus just putting products in a bag or a box. You can start to maybe have some conversations with businesses and help them get established. It's a great way to diversify your income too. I love that Jonathan spoke in such glowing terms about this community, how much it's meant to him, how much the relationships have have boosted his opportunities. I think you're going to really enjoy hearing his journey into this business model. So let's jump over and get Jonathan on the line right now. So my friend, Jonathan, welcome, buddy. How's it going, Jim? I am so blessed, man. Great to see you. Great to be here with you. And I can't wait to dive into your story. I know so little of it. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm excited to share and to uh, you know have an opportunity to platform to share that. So ready to get started. Let's jump right in, man. Ball's in your court. All right, absolutely. So I have been involved in some shape, form, uh, or fashion of e-commerce for going on about 14 and a half, 15 years. Um, so I started off uh, with an e-commerce company and we primarily sold um, IT equipment. And so that's really where I cut my teeth and began to wrap my arms around what e-commerce is and how it works. 
um, both from like a warehousing perspective, on the front end, the website, the design, the look, the feel, the optimization, order fulfillment, and all the various aspects. So um, I worked at that company for about 10, 10 and a half years. And towards probably about the last three or four years of my tenure there, actually started to lead and steward the manufacturing portion of the business. Um, a large portion of our SKU count was manufactured goods, primarily uh, imported from Asia. And so I started to dig into that and understand that. Uh, we actually took a couple of trips to China and so really was able to uh, piece together the whole supply chain from um, the manufacturing of the goods all the way to end user customer fulfillment. So I really, really enjoyed that. And it was, man, I was I ended up you know, uh, naturally gravitating towards a leadership position in the company and was fortunate and blessed enough uh, to be able to have exposure to the business coaches that we had and just some really, really positive for lack of a better word, just really wise people and that have really guided and shaped my journey um, at a very, very early stage in e-commerce. So that was an absolute blessing. And, you know, I'm a result of those people who have poured into me over the years in that regard. And so the last three to four years of my tenure there, um, like I said, I, I moved into the manufacturing portion of it, but there really started to be something that stirred my spirit over the last couple of three years that I was there. Um, I had felt for many years, uh, even working there, that there was more. You know, I didn't really know what that meant. I thought that I might have been entrepreneurship and starting my own business, but I really wasn't sure. But those last couple of years, the tension really started to build and it started to affect my health. You know, it uh, manifested itself in the form of stress, um, some tension at home. And it catalyzed a series of conversations between my wife and I. And, you know, it just, you know, things continue to build over the years. And we decided there needed to be a change. Didn't know what that change meant, but we knew that we needed to make a change. And so at that point, you know, at this point, I was, you know, nine and a half, 10 years into the company. And uh, the owner of the company and I had a very, very good, solid relationship. So I was able to have, you know, very candid, open and honest conversations with him. So I just, you know, I, I got a meeting and went in front of him. And I was like, listen, man, like something's, something's off. And I don't really know what it is. And through those conversations, we decided that um, the next logical step for us to be, for, for, for me personally, um, was to take a small sabbatical. So I did that. So I took two weeks off and just sat in my office and I didn't really know what these next steps were, but I was just praying through it. My wife and I were both, uh, you know, co-laboring through prayer and just started to explore different options and didn't really understand or know uh, kind of what that looked like, but I just started doing stuff. I explored things like sales funnels. And, you know, at that point also, I actually started selling on Amazon during my tenure there, about 2015. I'm um, a coworker of mine at that, at that same company actually exposed me to FBA. And at that point, man, like I was all in, like I understood it. It made sense to me. But then back in 2015, you know, there was no replens back then, you know, we were scanning barcodes and clearance style shopping and all that kind of good stuff. And so that's what I was doing. And so when I took that sabbatical, you know, Amazon was a portion of that, you know, exploration of that journey, but it didn't like necessarily click. I just thought it was, you know, something, something other, like, you know, the Amazon thing was just too obvious, you know, it had to be something more complicated. And so we honestly, at the end of that two weeks, I didn't have clarity on what the next steps look like other than the fact that I knew I needed to make a vocational change. And so I went back to the owner, turned in my resignation. I gave him about a month's notice. We sold our house, sold vehicles, and downsized as much as we possibly could. Sold about, we joke around, we sold about everything with the kids, right? And so we, um, we decided to move back to middle Georgia. We were in North Georgia at that point, and we decided to move back to middle Georgia. Uh, we had two kids at that point. And we, wife wanted to be back close to her, her, her family. So we did that. We moved down to middle Georgia and bought a home and, 
you know, really didn't know what the next steps were. So during that transition time, um, my brother is a, a lead engineer for a retail display company here in Georgia, and they do really high-end retail displays and fixtures. And with my manufacturing ability, they asked me if I would help them manufacture some goods overseas. And by that point, you know, I had the connections over there and I knew how to import and, you know, had, had the systems down, down, down cold. And so I started doing that and that started spinning off cash. And so I felt about two years ago, two, two and a half years ago, um, now we're, you know, now we're down in the middle of Georgia, I'm doing the manufacturing, um, we're back involved in the church that we knew and loved because it's actually the second time that we lived down here. And I just really felt a press and a pull in my spirit that I needed to really like take a second look, really hard look at this Amazon thing. I felt like it was wise for me to diversify my income, um, multiple streams of income. I know you're a, you're, a, you're a big advocate of that. And so I spun the Amazon stuff back up. And then I bought Pack back in 2015. So I still had access to that because, you know, you're gracious enough to give uh, lifetime access if you buy the whole thing. So I did that. And so we um, started to crack it, crack it back open, logged back in, had to find my login and password. And so found that and bam, replens hit me right in the face. And again, made total sense to me. It made a whole lot more sense and was more scalable than the previous solution I was doing back in 2015. So I started doing that and very quickly within a series of about uh, three months, about 90 days or so, I went from zero to about between around, around 17, 18,000 in revenue, running ROI between 60 to 80%, really found a home in grocery, automotive, and hazmat. Love, love, monthly, love, love, love. Your monthly numbers, I take it? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so about 18,000 a month at a nice profit mm-hmm. margin within about 90 days. And let me just fill in a couple of blanks for if there's some new listeners too. I always like to listen with my new listener lens, you know, firmly attached here. So you mentioned the pack, of course, that's the proven Amazon course. And as you mentioned, it's uh, provenamazoncourse.com. If you get it, once you're in, you get it for life. Now, the, actually, the one-time purchase price thing is probably going away sometime soon. We're going to have a monthly-only subscription plan. But up until as we're recording this, pay once, in for life. That course has been out for over 10 years now, which is incredible. The oldest Amazon selling course in the industry. But like you said, it's constantly being updated, constantly adding new content. So yeah, back in 2015, it was about scanning barcodes, maybe looking for books at Goodwill and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. A lot of hustle in the stores, bringing stuff home and you know, random items. That's not what we do anymore. And a lot of people think that's what replens is, but it's not. It's finding easily sourced inventory off retail shelves, possibly, yes, but repeat buy items online, that sort of thing. So you jumped into that content, started getting some results very quickly. And that was just me. Sorry to interrupt your story, but I just want to make sure that if there's any new listeners, that we kind of keep them up to speed and we don't lose them in the in the cracks of the story. So you keep going, man. You jumped in and got a rapid start a couple of years ago with the replens model. Correct. And I was doing that in parallel to my manufacturing business. And I quickly realized that from a bandwidth perspective, I needed to make some changes to what I was doing because yeah, I was making great money, but it was, it was a lot of work, honestly. I mean, there's, there is a lot of hustle to that still. I mean, you're still buying and replenishing, you're finding new replens. I mean, it's not, you can't fully ever fully automate an Amazon business. So there's, you're constantly touching it. We got some people doing that now, actually though. We do. Really? Like they're doing well, nothing. <laughs> they're well, traveling in their RV or they're managing a couple of VAs. So yeah, just so you know, you know, yep. we do have some people doing that, but it takes work to get to that point. It does. And so I went down that road. And so I ended up getting a VA and ended up building a set of systems that is basically my VA. I built a set of forms that the VA fills 
pulls the, the OA online arbitrage opportunities into and it filters into a, like a database view. And I'm able to quickly see and analyze and sort and store those opportunities. And it also provides a vehicle to give real-time feedback um, to the VA. And that really worked well. And that, you know, kind of alleviated um, some of the bandwidth constraints. But what I naturally started to gravitate towards through that whole process I started finding people around me that had products and, you know, they were either a manufacturer or they're most likely their manufacturer or brand owner that had challenges with Amazon. And so one of the fellows that I used to work with back at this e-commerce company, I knew that he had migrated. He had, he had uh, made a vocational change as well. And just so happened he wanted, you know, he needed some, he needed some bottles or something imported. And I was trying to help him with that. Just so happened to look at their Amazon store. Right. And I was like, man, do you know that if you guys change this and this, and you know, why are you guys not, why are you doing it this way instead of this way? And so just trying to help him with no expectation of return, just trying to, you know, do the guy a favor that turned into my very first PPP opportunity, my product partnering opportunity. (laughs) And that client to this day is still my largest. And that's what, that's what started everything. And it's been a heck of a ride since then, but that's where the PPP thing started. And then that started to grow. And I naturally felt gravity, you know, I naturally gravitated towards that because I really felt that it better matched my giftings, talents, and abilities that the board's given me because it just, it just flowed so easily. Tell, so, tell any newer uh, listeners what the, what the PPP is. Absolutely. So product partnering involves you partnering with or engaging with someone who has a product that either wants to establish a presence on Amazon or grow a presence on Amazon. So it can really be, there's a full spectrum of activities that you could really help them with. I mean, it could be from starting their Amazon store through trademarking, through brand registry, through listing creation, optimization, pay-per-click on the back end, you know, A-plus content, there's a whole variety of things that that you can do. And it really, it's not that you have to do every single thing for every single person. It's understanding what that brand or that manufacturer's challenges are, what their goals are, and then giving them recommendations and guiding them through the process of achieving and maintaining those goals. Now, I will say this, and I don't want to sound you know prideful by saying this, but this applies to everybody in the community that has sold one thing on Amazon. You undervalue the knowledge that's in your head. Because the things that we learn as an Amazon seller, we assume that everybody else knows these things and they don't. Amazon to an outsider can be very mysterious and a very scary place. And so by you being able to partner with them, not only are you providing income for yourself and your family, you're providing a very tangible, real service and value to the people that are around you. And it's an easy sell. And whether you've done PPP or not, whether you're a replen seller or wholesale, However, you're monetizing Amazon, you likely know more than the guy sitting next to you, the guy or gal sitting next to you. And so realize that because when I started, when I first started with that other client, I had never touched a PPP account before. I knew how to sell on Amazon. I knew my way around Seller Central, but that was about it. I didn't know the first thing about PPC, about really like the nuances with listing optimization inside of Amazon. But I learned those things, right? And so another takeaway from this is don't be scared or apprehensive to get started because you can do just like what I did, you know, get started. It's easier to steer a moving, a moving ship than it is a, a still ship. And so as, as time progressed with this client and they started needing, the, the, the challenges became a little bit more complex, the needs became greater and more complex. I reached out to the coaching program and you know, I went ahead and became a coaching student. And um, two legend reunions ago, I actually met Jonathan Bricker and he and I struck up a friendship, nothing about PPP at all. You know, we just, we just kind of, you know, click and found out later on after that, that, you know, he was a PPP guy. 
And through, I actually requested that um, Jonathan Bricker be my coach. And so he was my coach. And so he really helped me. And it was, man, the value that I got, not only from him, but being in the coaching ecosystem has been it's been priceless because it's not just the monthly, um, the monthly sessions that you're getting from your, from your coach, that coaching office is a resource as well. So for instance, I needed um, some information. They wanted to go into Australia. And so reached out to the coaching office and said, Hey, I need a contact for somebody in Australia to understand FBA and importing regulations and all that. Bam. Within 48 hours, I had a contact there. Rinse and repeat with Europe. They want to go into Europe. I need to understand the EU regulations. Bam! Within 72 hours, had somebody in um, Europe on the in, on email talking to him about you know what do we need to know that we don't know about you know importing and selling FBA into Europe, and so um, through that process, uh, Bricker and I you know he has been incredible as far as helping me um, not only from a coaching perspective but just a, you know a friend. Uh, it can be stressful sometimes you know doing the doing the PPP thing. Yeah, well, um, let me, but that let me coaching pause, relationship. Pause you here, and I want to hear more about what. Jonathan and you have, have one that you've done together. And actually, you're going to be on a panel at our live event, which by the time people hear this, it's going to be right around the time of this mm-hmm. podcast launch, our live event, August 12th through 14th. But let's back up just a little bit. I want to fill in a couple of cracks, possibly, of, of your tremendous story. So you've mentioned PPP a few times, Proven Product Partnering. It's a standalone course at provenproductpartnering.com, but it's also one of the dozens of modules included inside the Proven Amazon course. And just like you just described, that module teaches you how to take that very valuable information that you're learning as an Amazon seller and begin to serve other businesses and brands with that information. That's a very lucrative opportunity. It's a way to diversify multiple income streams. Instead of having one Amazon account, think of it as having a bunch of Amazon accounts mm-hmm. that you're getting paid. On, right? When we kind of put that up towards the top of the pyramid, if you've heard us talk about that pyramid structure of the Amazon opportunity, you know, at the base, you've got scanning a few barcodes and doing the Easter egg hunt thing. And some people stop there and they make a few thousand dollars a month. And that's great. Beautiful. Well done. Then you move up into like the replens models where you've actually got a scalable model that you could sell someday that you can automate and step away from and it runs fully on its own. We love replens for that reason. You get up into the wholesale, maybe creating some bundles. Then you get into creating your own brands, your own branded bundles. That's the provenbrandbuilding.com. And as we work our way up this pyramid structure, kind of at the top, we put teaching others what it is that you know, turning around and saying, hey, you guys that are struggling to get your brand or business onto Amazon, or you have an ugly Amazon presence, I can help. Mm -hmm. How about you pay me a percent of what I can do for your account? It's a beautiful arrangement. And you've jumped in. And like you mentioned, Jonathan Bricker, a great coach on our team and a presenter at our upcoming event. Even if you're too late, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I missed the August event, go to theprovenconference.com. You can get the videos. You can see the presentation that Jonathan and, and John Bricker are going to do. You'll get a lot of benefit from even just the recordings. But if you can be there with us, if you happen to hear this in time, please do plan to join us. But just wanted to fill in a few gaps, Jonathan, along this great story. So I, I'd love to hear more about your coaching experience and, and what you and Jonathan are doing together, some of your client stories. There's so many directions to go, but... I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. So through the help of Jonathan and the coaching and the training that he gave me, we were able to take that very first PPP client and between three and four X their sales on the revenue on Amazon in a matter of between 60 to 90 days, just by making some very fundamental shifts in their business. And so, of course, when you when you have results like that, the referrals started rolling in and one yep. account becomes two accounts, becomes four accounts. And so that's where I'm sitting at right now is four full-time partnering accounts with two more 
in the hopper. I'm in the process wow. of them. You know, and and what's your payment arrangement with them? Is it a flat fee, billable hours, percent of sales? How do you, what just in general? Well, in general, you can do whatever you want. Um, sure. It's whatever you know works best for you and the and the client. But our specific arrangement really contains two different compensation components. And in our scenario, it's it's an either or. So these are not a combined number. There's a floor, and that floor is going to be a function of like what needs to be done to the account, right? So is it do they have five SKUs? Do they have fifty SKUs? And there's a whole lot of things because you you know there's many SKUs as they have. You also got to think about the ongoing maintenance with the pay-per-click and there's a whole whole variety of other things, but that floor can be anywhere from $500 to $1,500 a month, just you know, depending on what the account looks like. So that's one component. The second component is a percent of what we call the drop or the payout. And so the greater of those two numbers, and that number can be anywhere between six and 7% all the way to 15%. Again, it's situationally dependent on what the client is gonna require and the amount of work and effort that it's gonna take to get it to a certain place and then to maintain that moving forward. So those are the two compensation components. There's a floor and there's a percentage of uh, payout or drop. And that's an either or, whichever of those two numbers is greater. Yeah, that's great. And, and we kind of go through a lot of those in, in the Proven Product Partnering Module again, which is part of the Proven Amazon course collection of trainings. It's not something that new sellers jump in and do day one. You kind of need to familiarize yourself and you did some replins. Are you still doing any replins at this point or have you moved fully into helping others get on the Amazon platform? I have not touched a box or a piece of tape in probably three months, probably somewhere. Yeah. I just well, neither I just, have I, but I've got a replays yeah. business. Well, yeah, for, <laughs> for different reasons. You're a whole lot smarter than I am because I was still doing it myself when I was when when, when I was shipping FBM. But yeah. I haven't I haven't sent in um, a new FBA order in probably three months. Yeah, I got you because because your clients are pulling you into some very lucrative opportunities where your services are much needed and you're getting them great results. Yeah. So this skill set, this is a good time for me to emphasize for the listener, the skill set of learning how to succeed on the Amazon platform is transferable in so many directions. We've had people get hired with job offers they just couldn't turn down mm-hmm. because of their Amazon skill set. Like I'm never going to go back and have a real job. And all of a sudden, some corporate brand is calling you saying, hey, how about this really big, crazy number for you to come help manage our brand on Amazon? Right? These things happen. Mm-hmm. This is a sure much is. in-demand skill set, and we're so far ahead of like the traditional college education type. You know, there's there's some colleges that use our content and curriculum as their entrepreneur Amazon training, which is phenomenal. But outside of that, there's just no one teaching these cutting-edge Amazon strategies from a traditional business education vantage point. It's just not happening. So you're stepping into some pretty elite territory with this basic skill set of learning how to sell on Amazon. Some of the basic skills you learn from the Proven Amazon course, very in demand. And I love it. You're, you're evidence of that. I say it all the time, but you're living proof of that. This is how you're providing for your family now. You're helping brands and businesses get on Amazon and right. getting paid a percentage of the success that you bring to the table for them. It's a beautiful thing. And also, in addition to the practical nuts and bolts of how it works, which is taught in the pack and, you know, all different various other methods, you know, through the uh, My Silent Team community, it's also the network of people that you have. I can't emphasize that, yes. that, that, that enough because I've heard you say it over and over and over again. And I'm a big proponent of this just-in-time learning. Don't think that you have to know every small nuance of everything to make a presentation to somebody, to, to, to ask them if they need help just start, just start the conversation. If you get stuck, make a post, reach out, 
ask somebody a question. I get peppered all the time with people in the MST community asking me questions. And I'm happy to do it because that's how I started. You know, they're not trying to sell me anything. They're, they've got a question. They're stuck somewhere. And so, you know, this community of people is for you and they want you to succeed. The abundance mentality is real. Yeah. And so don't feel like this is big, scary, hairy thing out there. Just get started. There's coaching. There's other Facebook groups. There's a large MST group. There's all these resources out there. And so that's really what's been my success. Yeah. I mean, PAC has been great, but it's the people in the community that have added the value. Hey, I'm going to go back to, you know, I've been doing this. We called it offline biz type strategies, you know, taking this stuff that we know it's in our head. We're learning all this e-commerce stuff and then bringing it to the rest of the world that's lagging woefully behind where we are as we just kind of naturally spend so much time in this arena of e-commerce. So we used to train, and I think this is very applicable today, and it kind of will put a cap on the point that you're making here with excellence. But I taught people to say when they're talking to businesses or people who are probably could use some of their e-commerce or Amazon knowledge, you just say, I'm a part of a community that lives, eat, breathes, and sleeps using the internet creatively to get results. Like mm -hmm. That's what we do. I'm obsessed by it. You say that to a business, just about any business. And they're going to say, well, I've been needing to talk to someone like you. You can go to a trade show. You can go to a wholesale you know, expo. You can go to small business meetups. You can go to the Better Business Bureau meetings in your area, realtors, accountants. Or, and you say that magic phrase, even if you're fairly new to the world of e-commerce and, and online marketing and Amazon, you say, I'm a part of a community that lives, eats, breathes, and sleeps using the internet creatively to get results for businesses, including specialty in Amazon. And you're going to have a line of people who want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And they're going to want to pay you for your time. This skill set is no joke. It is cutting edge stuff. And there's nowhere you can go to get the stuff that we talk about around here from like a college campus standpoint. Few colleges, you're using our proven Amazon course, which is super cool. But for the most part, guys out there getting their MBA are learning statistics and finance theory. And you go to them and say, hey, how can I get my product to rank better on Amazon? I'm thinking about moving this into Amazon Europe. Could you help me? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, you could sell stuff on Amazon. That's that's Amazon sells stuff, right? Like they just don't know. We're so far ahead. So I love that you're emphasizing and reminding folks of the diversified ways that you can apply this knowledge, earn an income, build those great relationships. But let me just emphasize this. You said it so well yourself already the network of people you're connected to here, don't be intimidated. Even if you're fairly new, you can have with great deal of confidence that conversation that says to the business owner, hey, I'm a part of a community of people that live, eat, breathe, and sleep. If I don't know the answer, I guarantee you, I'm friends with someone who does know the answer and I can get them on the phone within a few days and we can figure this thing out, right? So be confident, be bold. This community is something truly special. It's an asset that's in your pocket at all times. It's not the knowledge that's in your head, it's the relationships of this community. That's the asset. hundred percent. And I've used a version of that, you know, to close clients. And, and, and when I say close, give them the confidence that you are the right person to handle the task. Yes. And it's not just like, it's not you, that, that singular person, you have the path forward for them. And if they know that you're not operating on an island, that you do have a supportive community behind you of people that are experts in all various types of things, that's an easy sell and that's a value to a business owner. And so, you know, that's, you know, when, when I had that first account and, you know, started working with um, Bricker through the coaching program, you know, one account turned to two accounts, uh, turned to four accounts. And then we started, I started getting some opportunities that were really, I mean, 
obviously beyond my headlights. And so I, I picked up a book about a year ago, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say I've never finished it. It was a book by the name of uh, a, a book by um, a fellow by the name of Dan Sullivan called Who Not How, and it makes a fundamental shift in your thinking. So as an entrepreneur, when you're approaching a problem, issue, challenge, whatever it be, the first thing that you're going to think about is how do I fix this? How do I fix this? Well, I love where you're going. You a fundamental shift. Who can help mm-hmm. me fix this? Right? Yes. Because it's not all about you. It's not like you're living on an island, right? Open your eyes up. Who's around you? Who's, the, yes. who's like who's in your phone, right? That's and so, so good. Um, that's what I did. And so I started getting these accounts, and I'm like, man, I you know I'm partnering, but I need a partner for my partnering. So yeah. I reached out to again Jonathan Bricker and Abe Ortolani and started partnering with them. And so we've got one account that we're working on. I've got another one, um, a fairly decent sized account that we're in the process of hopefully onboarding soon. And so in some degree, I become an extension of their team, which has been an incredible journey because I mean. I mean, if you want to learn PPP, those are the guys you go to. And so that's been a really big fundamental shift. But again, it all started with taking action, getting connected and forward motion, right? And so just in one thing led to another, led to another, led to another. And, you know, I firmly believe, you know, sometimes I think it's easy for people to start on day one and say, man, it's easy to get discouraged looking at the quantity of work that's in front of you. But, you know, just take steps forward and then you're going to wake up six months down the road and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like, how did I even get here? Like when my kids get frustrated, you know, we have, we, we have a saying in our house, how do you eat an elephant? And then they answer one bite at a time. <laughs> and so that's what we do. And that's the, that's the mentality. I think that as you know, help me sustain this journey. And so that's kind of where we're at with the whole PPP. I've completely um, not only met, but now exceeded the number of margin dollars at the end of the month from replens. So I really don't have, I think that that's going to, I'm in the process of spinning that down and um, just liquidating all my inventory so that I could focus because something I have a hard time doing is saying no to things and to people, but to stay focused and to stay, you know, on the trajectory that you want, you have to have the ability to say no. So I've, you know, there's, unfortunately, there's going to have to be some things that I'm going to prune, but another opportunity that kind of opened up kind of all in the middle of this, I I mentioned earlier that we moved back down to middle Georgia and we got plugged back into the church that, that we loved so many years ago that we got a hold of. And so I was asked about a year, year and a half ago to lead a small group at church. And so I was like, yeah, let me just, let me just think about it. First thing that came to my mind, you know, am I going to do like a topical study or something like that? But I just kind of threw him a curveball and I was like, what if I taught something more vocational related? And they were like, let's do it. You know, just what do you need? And so I started thinking through that again, who, not how. And so who can help me pull this off? So I reached out to your, to your office, Jim, and I told them what I was doing and asked them, you know, if they had any thoughts or feedback on kind of how they could help support and partner through this. And they gave me a screaming deal just for the, you know, I'm not getting paid. This is all just, you know, service type work. They gave me a screaming deal on FBA 101 and also the replens course. Yeah. So I took that and then used that with the people that I teach. I got, I got, I got a class that we're, um, for going on about a year and a half now that I teach every Monday at our church, teaching people how to sell on Amazon. And I use the FBA 101 and the replens course. And through that, you know, again, just recycling the knowledge that's already in your head this time, not, you're not monetizing it. But now you're able to give back, right? And you're able to serve. And I will tell you, Jim, that is infinitely more rewarding than any amount of money that I will ever that I will ever accumulate that the Lord blesses me with over the years. It's you know the fact that through some effort, you know, of your own, 
you have taken someone from one place or helped them rather go from one place from one state to a more desired state, right? Whether that's more freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of location, freedom of relationship, you know, whatever their goals are, you know, you're able to help them along the journey. And there was some people there at, at the church that want that needed. And some of them, you know, wanted to know what was going on and, you know, could, you know, can you make money on, on the internet? Like, how does that even work? You know, because, you know, people come from all, all walks of life, you know, some people were more curious, but some people needed the money. And so that was a very practical way that you, again, Jim, have positively impacted the people, the lives of the people that are around you, probably in ways that you're not fully like grasping, but it all comes back to, you know, serving people, you know, doing things for, for, for me anyways, you know, serving people with no expectation of return, doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do, treating wow. people how like you want to be treated. And that's been probably one of the most rewarding things that I've done recently, for sure. Well, there's a few things, just as I'm listening to you talk, I'm making mental notes of, of things I want to say and, and insert into some of the great points that you're making. But let me start here. We're approached frequently with people who say, man, I just, I love what you're doing. Could I do it for our small group, for our church, for our middle school entrepreneurship program? For our, and we just, we love hooking up groups. And if you're passionate about this stuff and you want to teach it to a group, and we're going to give you a tremendous deal. And I say frequently, and it's true, we give away probably at least as much as we sell of the content around here, just because we, you know, for me personally, we're in a cultural war where things like business success and profit and financial freedom are almost seen as evil negative things somehow. Like, mm-hmm. where, how did we get here? So we want to plant those seeds everywhere that we can. And we know full well, to the degree that we bless, it's going to come back in some way. And I could tell you story after story about you know people that we've blessed and they've come back and blessed us far bigger than we ever blessed them <laughs> in moments like this, you know, whatever the sacrifice, I'm sure it was minimal on our part to get you guys hooked up with what it is that you're doing there. And then to have you come back and share the stories of success, it's this snowball rolling downhill effect of positivity and optimism and gratitude, right? It, and it just lifts all of us. Those things are all contagious. So thank you for sharing that. But I love what you said earlier about the book you were reading. It's uh, it's Who, Not What, I think you said was something along who those not, lines. Who, Not How. Who, Not How. And we've got a saying around here. You've probably heard it before, but we say all the time, the solution to any challenge you run into is a person. In this business, in e-commerce, in this community, the solution to every challenge you run into isn't you sitting down and reading through some boring materials for the next nine hours. That may be helpful. I'm not saying don't read books, but I'm saying the fastest solution to get over whatever it is you're running into is a challenge. If it's a motivational challenge, it's an information, if it's a strategic, if it's a, I need this piece of equipment to work and I can't figure it out. Every time it's a person. And that's what the value of this large community is. And I contrast it all the time with Amazon's support group basically it's hosted on seller central it's you know it's like a graveyard of bad ideas and, and mean people <laughs> it's yeah. like don't go there in the middle of the night because you won't be able to sleep there's some really mean cruel awful bad advice in there and amazon knows this they acknowledge mm-hmm. it openly like sorry it's kind of a tragic place to hang out because people see each other as competitors there's a poverty mindset there i better get mine because if I don't get mine, you're going to get yours and you're going to take it away from me. That whole Mm -hmm. scarcity mindset. Well, we don't have that. We see success as something that anybody can have as much as they want. And we can light as many candles as we want, right? So 
take advantage of that. And I love that you're emphasizing that. Another thing, have you ever heard us talk around here about the eight levels of giving that, that are the Hebrew levels of giving? Have you ever heard that before? I don't think so. Because you nailed it, man. There, all giving is seen as virtuous in the Hebrew biblical tradition. And I'd never heard this. I can't remember the guy's name, Diamantes or something. I can't remember the guy's name who wrote this first. It was a rabbi, but he identified from scripture, the eight levels of giving. And the bottom level, which is virtuous, but it's not ideal, is the equivalent of you're walking by a homeless guy on the street and he just won't leave you alone and he's pestering you and he just won't go away and he smells funny. And you're like, okay, fine, dude, here's $2. Please just leave me alone. And he goes away. So you've been generous, you've given something, but it was out of almost a self-serving, resentful action, right? That's the lowest level. Again, there's virtue in it, but not ideal. You go all the way up. I'm not going to give you all eight levels. I never do. People can research this on their own. But the top level is something you just identified. And that's when you give somebody something that allows them to become self-sufficient mm-hmm. and to begin blessing others, right? And I say to the team frequently, right? that's what we do. That's what we do here. Yes, we'll take a little bit of money, but for that $50 or that $200, we're going to give them 10, 50, 100 time return on what they've given us. All that money meant when they gave it to us was, okay, finally, a serious student who's going to pay attention to what we have to say. Because mm-hmm. everyone will line up for free stuff. And then you don't know who's serious and you find yourself spinning your wheels. Somebody puts a little skin in the game. Okay, they're serious. They're ready to listen. They're ready to learn. Let's teach them and turn this money into a 5, 10, 50x investment for them. So that's the other thing. And, and then finally, you just gave me so many great points to jump off of the underestimate, overestimate lesson. And, you, and I think this is from the book. Maybe the title will come to me as I'm sharing it because I don't want to guess, but I'm, I'll think it through as I'm giving it. But we severely overestimate what we can do in a day. We wake up in the morning and we think, here's the 13, 15 things I've got to get done today. And we think we're going to get them all in. And we beat ourselves up because you talked about just taking little action in the right direction. You'll be surprised right. where you find yourself. Psychologically, that's a very difficult thing for us to do. It is. It's borderline impossible, actually. It stretches our human capacities beyond what we're comfortable doing. We tend to say, okay, today's going to be a good day. I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done. And then we beat ourselves up when we haven't done it. What we need to do instead is say, if I continue this slow trajectory, taking little 1% improvements towards this goal that's out there, and then we're willing to look over our shoulder every once in a while and go, where was I three months ago? Where was I six months ago? I like to assign people the homework of going back and reading emails they wrote from three months, six months, nine months, a year ago, just seeing how different of a person they are now that they've surrounded themselves with this community, the relationships you've built. Try it sometime. I mean, even you, Jonathan, I bet you'd be shocked. Like, go read some emails you wrote a year ago. That guy was uneducated, uninformed, guessing about things that are so easy, worried about little molehills that he was turning into mountains. And you're like, man, I'm such a stronger... If only I could go back to that guy and just look him in the eyes and go, dude, hang on. It's okay. You're all right. You're, You're on a good path, right? So we do that to ourselves and we underestimate where we can be over a long period of time with little tiny incremental changes. So um, I think it was the compound effect was the book that that, that, that concept mm-hmm. came from that really drives that home. But thanks for giving me so many jumping off points for some lessons. And I, I'm eager to get back into your story. But as I was making mental notes, I wanted to get those out there for the listener. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll, I'll skip back towards the, the beginning of the year. And this is a kind of a case study in what you just, in what you just mentioned about overestimating what you can do in a day and underestimating what you can do over, over, over a length of time. So with this making this transition from the physical products, you know, handling, you know, the whole replens thing and, you know, 
just some changes that we need to make bandwidth wise with our family, because, you know, one of the things we also are a, um, a homeschool family as well. And so we are very, we, you know, when, when we started this whole journey on um, this entrepreneurial journey, there was really four basic tenements or foundational building blocks that we were filters. You know what filters is, is, is the better word that we filtered all of our decisions through. There's four things, freedom of time, freedom of location, and freedom of finances and freedom of relationship. And so if we could include those four things, if it met those criteria, then that's a check, right? And so we found last year, kind of in retrospect, that you know, this physical products thing is like, wow, it was great and it's spinning off money. I mean, replants is an excellent model, excellent model. But it, the seasons were changing with us, right? Maybe we were going up further the pyramid. I don't know. We, we just felt in our spirit something needed to be changed. So at the beginning of the year, we had kind of an, uh, an offsite meeting between my wife and I. And we just went out to lunch and we spent two or three hours going through and just analyzing what we wanted this year to look like. So we're approaching this year um, with a level of intentionality that we haven't in the past because we wanted we wanted to make sure that we were achieving our goals. And so through that, you know, we had I, I forgot exactly what the number was. We quantified it in some way, but I think it was we wanted to take the physical goods back to 30 percent and then 70 percent of the revenue from Amazon would be partnering. Because at that point we had already had our first taste of the partnering, and it was it was going famously. It was working great, and so now, you know, we're in month seven in July, and it's we've actually overachieved. Like it's a hundred percent and almost zero now. But we didn't even realize it happened, right? It was just putting one foot in front of the other, one conversation, one email, one relationship, one meeting, and then you know that compound effect over time. You know, we woke up a couple of months ago and we're like, oh my gosh, like we. <laughs> We did it right, like, like it's it's working kind of thing, you know. And so it's just it's just a case study that Jim. It's 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 so true. It's so true. And and we man, we have been so blessed because. Of it. But um, moving along with the story of the product partnering, I mean that's that's kind of where things stand now. So I'm you know I'm doing really a combination of things. I've got my own personal accounts that I manage. Still, you know, I think I've got a session left of Bricker. I don't know if I'll ever use that or not. But uh, uh, you guys yeah, hang yeah. out enough now, though. I doubt you'll ever end up using it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what a blessing that's been. And, uh, you know, now with, you know, the structure and the kind of the, you know, the partnering with uh, Ortolani and Bricker, you know, that's that's what we're resting in now. And so now Mm -hmm. the focus has kind of changed Um, before. All the accounts, with the exception of one that I've got now, have all been unsolicited referrals. And so now I'm actually going out to places like Upwork and actively soliciting and, um, you know, trying to, you know, earn additional business as well. So that's kind of the next step um, with that. Um, but I'm truly looking forward to the future. You know, the community and the relationships that, I, that I've been blessed to have have really prepared me for this moment, I think, and prepared our family for this moment. And it didn't happen overnight. It didn't even happen in a number, you know, a single digit number of years. I mean, it's it, it's been a journey that's lasted about 15 years. And so it's, that's just kind of where we're at. We don't really know what tomorrow is going to hold, but what we do know is that we're going to remain active members of this community. I'm going to continue fostering and pouring into relationships because they matter. And I'm going to continue to apply um, greater and greater amounts of energy into just serving people with no expectation of return. Because that, as a Christ follower, right, like our economy is different, right? And this is an example of the abundance and scarcity mentality, right? The world thinks, or other people think, I should say, that, you know, man, I gotta, you know, I gotta take, 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 right? And that's how that, that's how I'm getting and accumulating things is I'm taking things, right? So the candle and uh, cake uh, analogy that you Exactly. But as a Christ follower, we give by receiving. It's a crazy thing. The more you give, 
the more you receive. But I firmly believe in my heart that your motivations and intentions have to be pure. Like you can't just say, I want to give because I'm going to get. If you have a pure heart and that's what you're doing, your motivations are, are, are pure. It's just a natural outcome. Have, have you read Robert Morris, The Blessed Life by any chance? I'm not. Okay. Whenever I say, hey, you want to get inside of my head, which is could be a scary place depending on your worldview. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get inside of my head in regards to business and spirituality and what it means to, you know, to, to, to be the man of God and, and to be the dad and the husband I need to be in the successful business. There's two books I'm going to have you read outside the Bible itself. There's two books I'm going to have you go read. And this is regardless of worldview now. The two books I'm going to give you, if you refuse to pick up the Bible, let's say these two books will change your life. Very practical. One of them is The Blessed Life by Robert Morris. And in that book, multiple times throughout his life, he has given away every penny he had because God told him to. Because we as Christians believe you can't outgive God. So he's tested the theory <laughs> big time, sold the cars, sold the houses, kind of like your story earlier, except he wrote one big check to the missionary that God told him to and said, okay, what next? Right? So that'll challenge you. That'll challenge you. And God just blessed him and built it all up again almost instantly every time. But the other one is business secrets from the Bible, which is all these practical Hebrew. I don't even want to say practical because they're not common sense. They're very practical, but they're not common sense. You're not going to stumble into these concepts just by flipping through the pages. You almost need someone that understands Hebrew to pull these great lessons out because the Bible says twice as much about business and money as it does about love and prayer combined. <laughs> it's a business book. It really is. Re again, regardless of worldview. So if you get into those two books, Business Secrets from the Bible by Rabbi Daniel Lappin and The Blessed Life by Robert Morris, illustrating again what you just talked about, kind of that upside down economy almost. And, and that's what we do here, almost to the point where sometimes it doesn't make sense to people. Like how can giving stuff away be your business model? Well, it's simple because if what we're giving away is powerful, if it actually improves people's lives and their standard of living, and now they're living a better life than they would have before, what are they going to do? They're going to tell other people about you. They're going to share that information. You, you could almost use that model. It reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Wealth of Nations, Adam Smith, right? Mm. John Smith, Adam Smith. Wealth of Nation, one of the concepts he talked about there is this invisible hand. Like you could be, he talks about the town butcher, right? Just imagine this grumpy, mean, nasty, kicks dogs, doesn't like his neighbors, bad dude, but he's running a profitable meat business in the center of town, providing a system that lifts the entire community, even though he's a tyrant in his own heart, but he is benefiting and lifting, raising the tide for the entire community. How much better if you do it with a giving, loving heart? Yes. But you can't help, again, to use Rabbi Daniel Lappin's phrase, to run a profitable business is to dramatically improve the lives of countless other individuals, whether you're trying to or not. If you're running a profitable business, that's the effect you're having. Mm -hmm. So when you do that with intentionality and you recognize that abundance mentality and you incorporate that into your business, you can give away as much as you want and it's going to just keep on coming back. That's the way God's economy works. Mm -hmm. yeah, and we have the benefit of understanding that. 100%. 100%. In fact, you know, that's one of the, the tools that I use when I'm talking to potential clients is I just give them free information until they say yes. Like that's, that's, that's all you got to do. You just, keep, you just overload them with information. And yeah. that's what I lead with. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, you know what? You don't have to choose me. Like you, there's, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you're smart. You probably figure it out a different way. I could probably do a better job, but you know, you probably figure it out a different way. But even if you don't, here's some free information. Do with it what you will. Mm -hmm. And 100% of the time it's worked. And so yeah. it's, it's fact. Because you're, you're leading with relationship is really what you're yes. doing. 
You're leading yes. with giving. You're leading with letting the other person know they're important enough to you that you're going to spend some time and excellence tackling the challenges that they're facing. And that's earning the right to have a conversation. That's the biblical model. We're going through a series right now at our church, Truth Versus Grace. You know, mm. you got to have both. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to expose you to, you know, here's the way the world works. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat the truth. Like you're about to do something stupid. But unless I've learned, unless I've, excuse me, earned the right to say those things to you, the words I use are meaningless, right? So the, how do you earn the right? Well, you love people. You show them grace. You, you show them mercy, kindness. You show them that you care. You help them out with a bunch of problems that they're not paying you to help them with. And then suddenly they're like, okay, what else you got for me? And they get out the checkbook because they know every $10 they give you is worth 50 bucks to them mm-hmm. back, right? That's all money is. It's evidence that you're serving well. So it's, it really is. It's a, it's a mindset thing. And uh, it takes training. The, the longest distance that you'll ever travel is from the heart to the head or from the head to the heart. You can understand something, but if it's not in your heart, it doesn't do any good. If it's in your heart and you believe it, but you're, you're not making practical decisions because of it, you know, connecting mm-hmm. those two is, is a rough, it's a rough road we have to all travel. But you've obviously got it in spades and it's working. Do you mind sharing some specific numbers with this? I'd be curious to know how it's going, you know, approximately, because you said it's going better than the replens was. It replaced your corporate income. Give us some ballpark numbers if you don't mind. Well, I haven't quite got to well. The the combination of revenue I've got from my import business and also the product partnering that I'm doing has eclipsed what I was making on a W-2. But from a strictly an Amazon perspective, comparing, contrasting the replens with the with the product partnering. I have already met and exceeded that. So right now, um, with the four accounts that I've got, I have. See, I calculated the other day. I think it's around fifty to sixty thousand in revenue um, a month under management, and that equating right now to somewhere in, in, in each of the different compensation models is you know it's a little different, a little tailored. Um, but on average, that's around four to forty five hundred dollars a month in net profit just from the partnering on the small accounts that I've got. Now, if you know we're able to land these other accounts that we've got working which, you know, they may or may not happen. There'll be more accounts, you know, tomorrow type thing. That number is going to grow. And, right. you know, with that, um, the team has to grow because, you know, we just just got done talking about it for a length of time, you know, like success is predicated on your relationships. And so that's one of the things that Abel Orlani and Jonathan Bricker have done very, very well. They built a very solid set of systems and, you know, teams, both domestic and offshore to support um, their business. And, you know, being plugged into that has, you know, been a blessing to me just to be able to have exposure to that. And so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm almost at capacity and I'm going to have to either start adding to my team or start taking some of these opportunities and, you know, partnering with those guys on them. But that's kind of what the numbers look like in general. Gotcha. Yeah. And you can use virtual assistants to do a lot of this work. That's the system that Abe and Jonathan have built out, I'd imagine, is, you know, VAs getting paid four to six dollars an hour or so to, to do the heavy lifting, happy mm-hmm. to do it, very talented and, and good at what they do. And yeah, and certainly getting tapped into that network is something I would encourage others to do. We've got a good handful of people that in this community, listeners to this podcast, that do the PPP model, proven product mm-hmm. partnering. And, and you, like I said, we can go, you can go buy that module on its own. I'm not sure what we've got it priced at right now, provenproductpartnering.com. Or if you get into the proven Amazon course, it's a module that's in there. And it doesn't take you long to go through two or three days and you'll have this skill set confidence enough that if you've sold a few things on Amazon, you're qualified to go through that training and start pursuing these kinds of opportunities. And, and one of the more beautiful aspects of this, I, I mentioned it earlier, but sometimes people are nervous saying things like, well, what if Amazon does this or that, or this gets harder? You know, hey, diversify, get your get yourself a little piece of a bunch of different Amazon accounts. You're well on your way. You haven't been doing it that long and you're well on your way to having a, a really nice, robust 
collection of Amazon accounts that, that you're drawing a, a benefit from. It's a beautiful model. Yeah, and it, that was another thing that I've really liked about this particular model, though. I think that, you know, you, you don't want to be fearful as a replen seller. But, you know, everybody knows the IP complaints come, you know, if things are constantly ebbing and flowing, just like life in general, you know, the replens model, you know, aligns with that. And so there's always the chance that, you know, you could get suspended or whatever, nine times out of nine and a half times out of 10, just like you, you know, just like you say, you know, I think that your exact numbers where there's like maybe two or three people that you know of that have never yeah. been able to get their accounts of back. The thousands like and that. thousands of students, just a handful. Yeah. Exactly. But with PPP, you really are diversifying your risk. And not only that, when something that I really enjoy from the PPP model is it just feels different, right? Because with the replens, you're building a business. I get it. Like, and you're building revenue, you're building a SKU count, and it works famously. But it just feels different in the context of manufacturing and, and bona fide brand ownership because you're partnering with that mom and pop shop or with that distributor, not distributor, but the manufacturer, and you're like tangibly growing their presence, right? And it, it, it just feels a little bit different. And that's incredibly rewarding to be able to have that dynamic and be able to, you know, benefit, get a front row seat for that. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's been a blessing. And psychologically, I and mean, this is another biblical principle that we learned from the business secrets from the Bible book that I referenced earlier, but your ability to connect with the end consumer who's benefiting from the work that you're doing is vital to you not getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to connect the dots. That's why we encourage people oftentimes and they're like, well, you know, all I really do is I, I buy some stuff off shelves and order it online and I don't know who buys it. And, and that starts to break down the relational aspect in your mind. You've got to imagine the people who are busy, they're inconvenienced by having to get in the car with kids that are crying and, and this, you know, a, a sick spouse, and they just want to get online and order the things they need. And you're helping make their life easier right now. Mm-hmm. And they're grateful and they would have paid more money than they did for those items that you're supplying. And if you can connect those dots, but you got to use your imagination to connect those dots with that model. Mm-hmm. Right, because you're never going to meet these people, and that's one of the things I challenged Amazon corporate when I was there having conversations. And they mm-hmm. said, "Give us like if you were in charge." This, I literally was asked this question by a senior vice president at Amazon. If you were put in charge of Amazon, and that's the answer I gave him, I'd allow buyers and sellers to connect and build relationships. It's more money for you. It's more synergy for the whole platform. You start taking away some share from Facebook. You know, let people gather around these transactions and turn them into relationships. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that. They keep us separate. But the model you're talking about, proven product partnering. You said the mom and pop, they're right there and they're mm-hmm. benefiting from the work you're doing and you meet with them and you have these conversations. You're seeing the benefit of the relationship improving as you're doing your work with excellence. Mm-hmm. That's very motivating. You don't get burnt out doing those sorts of things because you're seeing the benefit right in front of you. And that, and that's that's probably a better way to say what I was trying to say before, you know, with dealing with the manufacturers and, and brand owners, because if you've got if you've got a service that somebody needs, right? Like you have a captive audience. They're going to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. So in the context of product partnering, depending on what the engagement looks like, you probably have a, a contact for that particular manufacturer or brand in their accounting department, a marketing contact, warehouse contact. I mean, you are integrated into the business. And so by, by communicating with those people and really having what develops into a relationship you're, you know, if you have, if you have a message that you want to tell people, you have a captive audience, the way that you talk to them, the grace that you offer, the kindness, the love that you show them, the forgiveness. And sometimes, you know, I mean, that's people pick up on that and they're going to listen to you 
because they don't have a choice. <laughs> it's kind of bad, but I mean, it, it really, it's a, it's, yeah. it's a really interesting dynamic that I haven't fully wrapped my mind around yet, but it's something I'm aware of. And it just brings an extra level of, I guess, of awareness, um, especially in tenseful and stressful situations, how you're dealing with people, what you're saying, how you're saying it. And are you being the example you know, you tell your kids to be, so to speak, um, yeah. because it can get pretty hairy sometimes, but it's just a blessing to have those relationships back into the Amazon mix because you're riding the replens. You don't have it. I mean, you're either they're order numbers, they're buyers, but yeah. that's the model, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got your team and the people you're working with and, and mm-hmm. even, you know, the store managers, I've built relationships with, oh, yeah. with folks true. and those kind of things, you know, but it's not that same level of depth of, let's take a risk together here. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's put a little cash in. I'm going to put a little time in and man, let's see where this goes. And, and by the way, have you ever heard us talk about the difference between gambling and investing? You ever heard oh, of that? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, for the listener's sake, it sounds like you know what I'm, where I'm going with this, but the, the model you're talking about, there is risk there. You say, hey, okay, client, we're going to put $3,000 into this pay-per-click campaign. And I think it's going to turn into $8,000 in revenue, which puts a couple thousand in the bank for you. And, you know, I get my five, $700 fee, but it, it may not. <laughs> Let's pull the trigger here, you know, and, and you've taken that risk together, but you've either failed together through that investment or you've succeeded together through that investment. And biblically, God loves when we fail together or succeed together because we've done it together. The relationship has the opportunity to get stronger either direction it goes. Whereas, with gambling, the reason it's frowned upon biblically is because there's always a loser and a winner, yes. and we separate. It tears at relationships. Gambling tears at relationships, whereas investing enhances and builds. It's all about relationships, right? That's the answer to the, what's the difference between a gamble and a, an investment? There you go. That's your answer. It is. Uh, so it is. this model enhances that whole relationship aspect of, you know, Hey, with some of this stuff we're going to do together, it's going to, you're going to spend a little money. I'm going to waste a little time, but okay, we'll brush ourselves off and we'll continue forward. But the relationship is at the heart of that. And mm-hmm. I think for those who are maybe going through the the motion of the replens model, you've got great relationships at home and you've got, you know, kids nearby and the people you work with, and that's great. But if you start to feel that little edge of burnout, you're, it means you're becoming disconnected with the people you're actually serving through the work of your business, Right. So 100%. this is a way to connect that dot. It, yeah. it could be a personality thing too. I think some personality types are more prone to start to feel that they, they struggle. Like I don't have any struggle at all in me thinking, hey, this thing we just sold today, you know, we just made $4 profit. That's great. But it's serving somebody. They would have paid more money. How do I know? Because they paid as much as they did. They were willing to pay even more. They got what they needed and we conveniently mm-hmm. helped them. Some people can't connect that dot in their creativity and they start to feel burnout, that disconnect. This model is maybe a good thing to start exploring, proven product partnering. Start looking for brands and businesses you can work with. And there's a tangible relational feel and that can fuel certain personality types, especially that need that, crave that, you know, the extroverts in the crowd. They can't imagine sitting down doing four hours of research online, right? Because isolation is a real thing. And that was something, you know, quite honestly, you know, just to be transparent for a second, I mean, that was something that I really struggled with, you know, um, when, you know, just doing the replens thing. I mean, I was... Like I said before, Jim, you're you're a you're a smarter man than I. You had it figured out when you were outsourcing prep centers and things like that. Or I think that you guys do some of your own prep, but you're not doing it yourself. But I was doing it all myself, and you know the whole manufacturing thing that I had going on that was by myself. And so what what this product partnering opportunity has has really reintroduced. You know, it feels a whole lot more like the W two. You know, from the community perspective, 
I've got all these little sets of teams all over because I've got a team with pretty much all of my, all of my clients. And so that's been incredibly rewarding, man. And it's just been, it's been a huge breath of fresh air for me personally, being able to reconnect in ways that I had a couple of, you know, I had a desert season there for a couple of years, you know, where I really felt like I was, you know, kind of operating on an island and your head can get in a pretty bad place pretty quick like that. And so I really, I really have appreciated that aspect and component of it. Yeah. Well done, man. Well, what other topics are on your list today? This has been a great episode. I do have another call that'll be coming up here shortly that I need to start to wrap up soon, but we still have plenty of time. But what else was on your list? Was there anything else? I don't want to leave out any other pieces of your story or, or topics that you wanted to hit? Not, not particularly, you know, just to reinforce your motivations are important in business. And I think that if you have the capacity to resolve in yourself that you're just going to serve people with no expectation of return, your mind will be blown about the product and the outcome on the other end of that. Just doing, doing something because it's the right thing to do. Because I, as entrepreneurs, we're just wired for profitability, right? I mean, we're wired for ROI. I mean, and you have to be, right? We're like, we're not running charities, we're running a business and it's gotta be profitable. We need those certificates of appreciation, right? But also equally, if not more important than that is your motivation behind what you're doing. And so that's that's what started all this for me. And I, I, I really cannot emphasize it enough. If you see a need, meet the need. You know, even if it, if it involves a sacrifice on your end, I encourage you to do it because I think that if, if it's not something that's part of your daily life anyways, if this is kind of a new concept for you, try it. Your mind will be blown. And I promise you that'll happen, right? Like that's not even my principle. Like I'm, I'm using somebody else's principle. So I really encourage you to do that. That's, that's one thing. Serve with no expectation of return. Another thing, and this is kind of embarrassing for me to say, but I really didn't appreciate nor bring my wife into the, into the business decision-making process probably until about a year and a half, two years ago. Guys, bring your wives in. And, Absolutely. And, um, you know, because they, they simply have a different perspective that we are not capable of having. They're going to look at things different. I'm especially when you're talking about business relationships and, you know, entering into agreements and that stuff, get your wife involved, get her to look at the emails, you know, have, have her listen to the phone calls because she is going to provide a perspective that, that number one is immensely valuable, but it's, it's a perspective as a man that you are not capable of possessing yourself. And so that's been a huge asset. She's kept me out of some messes for sure. And so that would just be one, one tip that I would give people is just, you know, if you're a guy, listen to this, listen, you're married, listen to your wife. A second thing, I really encourage you to, to read Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. You know, that's really been a fundamental um, shift in the way that I think as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you don't have to do it all yourself, nor should you do it all yourself. You really need to, you know, when you're approaching a problem or a challenge, whatever the case may be, yeah, you could figure out how to fix it the better and more scalable solution is to find a partner who can help you and come alongside that. And if you can make that mental shift, you're going to be happier, you're going to be healthier, and you're going to be more profitable as a result. Great tips, man. And I, I, I got to throw this, throw this in there as a practical, like, what does it do for me to be helpful and give everybody a piece of my time? You know, what's in it for me? You know, if that's kind of your internally, you just had a little struggle responding with, to what Jonathan just said. It's like, no, I, I actually need to make some money, guys. Let me, let me just connect some practical dots. Here's something, a request that we get a lot in this community. 
because we're hearing about these successful masterminds that are popping up. And, ah, we're all helping each other out and we've got a good handful. And you've kind of almost described in a way this little mastermind group, you, Abe and Jonathan all hanging out and helping each other along the way and all these connections that you have as a result and the, the new opportunities. That's a mastermind. Call it what you want. A group of guys, iron sharpens iron, You know, a group of friends in the same business. We can put any label we want on it. But if you want to be a part of a group like that, you don't sit there and wait for people to approach you. You don't sit there and wait for somebody who's working hard and, and building something and just keep pestering them. Hey, can I please get on the phone with you once a, once a week? And will you please give me these things? No, you get out and you start giving. You get out and you start contributing. You get in there and you answer some of the questions that even a few weeks in, you'll be laughing at the people that are saying, well, what's FBA? I just heard about FBA yesterday. Be the guy that answers that question because we're going to notice. People are going to see, oh, this is the guy that gets in and answers the low-hanging fruit questions in the Facebook group. This is the guy who's always willing to share what he's learning. This is a guy with a giving attitude. This lady's always there answering with nice long answers to those silly questions that the new people ask. And we love new people around here. We love answering those questions. But there's a lot of those questions we've answered literally thousands of times. And trust me, we notice... When someone pops in and helps answer those questions, what's that have to do with what Jonathan just said? He's talking about giving, pouring into others without expectation. That actually takes you to a very great place because people begin to perceive you as a giving person. They want to be around you. Perhaps it's better stated this way. Do you want to be around negative people that are only takers? We try to get those people out of our lives, right? So if you're coming across as that kind of person, or if you're coming across as neutral which means people just assume you're a taker till you prove otherwise. You know, neutral, taker, same thing. Mm-hmm. Positive giver takes a lot of work, effort, and energy, but there's a reward associated with it. People are going to want you in their mastermind. They're going to ask you to be a part of their group. They're going to want to hang out and spend time with you and build these mutually beneficial relationships. So that's something practical I'm trying to pull for those who've Maybe saying, because it's a request we get a lot, Jonathan. I want to be a part of a group of people who are really kind of encouraging each other. Well, be an encourager, mm-hmm. <laughs> be helpful, yeah. be useful. You start. Yeah, start with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And, and something we, you know, just to kind of dovetail off that, something we teach the kids. We have a six year old and a four year old, and we teach them, you know, have an others first mentality, right? let that person, like if you're in line, let the person behind you go first. Mm-hmm. Like if you have two pieces of pizza, you know, you got to break it down to the kid's terms, you know, let the other person have the bigger piece of pizza. Let them and pick. that like over time, that cements something in your mind that you, yeah. that you are more interested, genuinely more interested in the success of the, the, of, of the person next to you or in front of you, behind you, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. than you are for your own. And that might seem counterintuitive, yeah. but yeah. I'm telling you're, you. You're filling their moral warehouse. Have you heard that term before? Filling yes. their moral yes. warehouse, right? That's yes. a, a growing kids graduate curriculum by the in-laws. But kids aren't going to naturally just drift into being other-oriented. <laughs> They're not yeah. going to naturally drift into being, being able to delay gratification, right? They're not going to naturally drift into being honest, even when mm-hmm. it hurts. They've got to have these lessons. Uh, and uh, it sounds like you're doing a tremendous job there. Yeah, there's plenty of opportunities, especially with siblings, <laughs> to have those lessons. And those can be hard lessons at times. Yes, they can. Well, well done, man. And uh, you know, something else I want to point out too from your stories I'm reflecting is how many times, hundreds of, at this point, we've been coaching for 18, 19 years now. You know, current coaching team is about 60 people. And the number of times that we've heard stories of people jump into our coaching program and end up not only befriending their coach, but launching business opportunities 
with their coach and making money together and serving in other new creative, unique ways, launching brands and attending each other's wedding as the best man. And like, it's just those relationships. So it's not just an investment in learning a new set of business skills. You're going to be alongside of someone who's got a successful business and they're doing things right in their life. And and not that they're perfect by any means, but they've seen some victories. Partnering up with somebody who's on a kind of a roll of victories in their life and in their business that's just a good person to have in your life. So I love that the relationship you guys have built. So we're going to have Jonathan and Jonathan on a panel here at the, at the Proven Conference here before too long. As, as this is, is released, we'll try to get this episode out in time so folks can maybe still have some time to join us August 12th through 14th at the Proven Conference in Louisville, Kentucky. We'd mm-hmm. love to see you guys there. But any final thoughts as we start to wrap this one up, buddy? This has been a really good episode. I agree. Um, not really, Jim. I mean, that's, you know, those, 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 those three points are kind of like the tenements of how I go about things, you know, just have an others first mentality, put people before yourself, you know, uh, serve with no expectation of return. If you do those things, I don't really see how you can go wrong. You're going to find yourself in a happier place around happier people uh, with a more positive mentality. And you're going to wake up refreshed every day and you're going to wake up, you know, just wanting to get started, you know, wanting to get in front of your computer, wanting to get to that meeting. Yeah, it's just it's just, a, it's just a fundamental shift, man, that has just changed the trajectory of not only my life, but the lives of the lives of everybody that's in my family. So I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the community. You've got an excellent staff there in the coaching program. I highly recommend um, anyone who is even thinking about coaching, get on the phone with, with Matt or from somebody at the coaching office talk it through. Yeah, you might be able to figure it out yourself, but I'm telling you, there's an opportunity cost to your time. Getting connected with a coach and with the right coach will shortcut your learning curve to an exponential degree. And the relationships that come out of it, just like Jim said, it's phenomenal. I love it. Very well said. You're very well spoken. You need to be creating some content if you're not already. We need to get you into some kind of leadership teaching, coaching role of some kind because you're doing a great job just communicating with clarity, which is a gift that that takes work to it does. to achieve. So I can tell you're a reader and you you like getting in front of groups and, and helping them on a journey. So we'll figure out more ways to plug you in over, or as time unfolds for sure. But Jonathan, it's been a great time hanging out with you today, brother. Absolutely, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk to the listener for a moment. You've just spent some time with my buddy, Jonathan and I, and we're very grateful for that. It's the most valuable asset you have. And you just gave us a bunch of it. And we're thankful for that. Thank you for investing with us. And hopefully you've learned some things that you can walk right away from this podcast episode and just go start putting them into action. Don't beat yourself up and try to do eight new things. Pick one or two things that really stood out today and determine, maybe write them down and determine like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go do, I'm going to make that phone call. I'm going to read that book. Just write down a couple of them, commit to it, make it happen. Let us know how it goes for you. Uh, But I know Jonathan's prayer and mine as well is that this content, the ideas we've shared today, his story somehow impacts you and takes you from where you are now closer to where you know you could and should be and to where God wants you to be. That's our prayer for you today. So if that's you, man, let us know about it. Let us know how it goes. Even if you're listening to this five years after we recorded it, this is our heart. We'll still be, God willing, we're still here doing what we do, serving others well in business. So we'd love to hear from you. But God bless you, business building warrior. You know, we're in your corner. We're rooting for you around here. We don't see profit as a bad thing. We see it as evidence that you're serving others well. Well done. We're going to cheer for you as your business grows and as you grow your team and have more customers and have more money in the bank as evidence that you're doing it the right way. We're going to cheer for you. Unlike so many parts of our culture, we're excited about those sorts of things. So come hang out in our group. 
My Silent Team is the Facebook group. You can go to silentgym.com and find a link to that. Come join us. It's free. Come hang out with a bunch of positive people with abundance mindsets. We'd love to have you there. Until next time, God bless you, Business Building Warrior. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.